Super Talk Mississippi media production. So let's take a look at the Texas Longhorns and what they're going to bring uh, against Mississippi State up there in Omaha. We're now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Danny Davis, he covers the Longhorns. For the Austin American Statesman, I'll be honest, Danny, you know, going back to the beginning of the season and, and the Globe Life Tournament, watching Texas, I was, I was not very impressed with the Longhorns that first weekend, but they have been just incredible since then, 47-12 and 12 since that opening weekend. How has this team evolved uh, throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, that, that weekend is, it, it's kind of tough what you want to put into it, I guess, if you're a fan of one of the teams you that did well, you know, you kind of, you, know, you say, hey, you know, we, beat, we beat a bunch of good teams, um, a good team that struggled like Texas did, you know, you have some excuses. I mean, Texas can always fall on the fact that it was uh, the opening week of the season because of the winter storm, which I don't know how badly that hit, hit y'all in Starkville. You know, Texas wasn't able to practice pretty much the entire week until they got to Arlington. I think they got one practice in, so, you know, they were rusty, and it's really tough to be rusty when you go in there and you see someone like Landon Sims throwing at you. You know, that's, it's, it's a little tough for to see that kind of your introduction to uh, the college baseball season. So I think most people, if you're a Texas fan or someone tech, covered the Texas team, you knew that was not going to be the Texas uh, team that was at the end of the season. I don't know if you necessarily thought this was a college world series team or the number two seed all the, all, overall, but you knew that that Texas team was not as bad as they, they were in Arlington. I'm sure if you were you know, a Mississippi State fan, you also knew that that was not a you know, finished product that they were seeing, too, that the, you know, teams evolve, whether it's uh, lineup changes or, um, you know, different, um, you know, streaks or, you know, whatever. You see those two teams are probably not going to be the same teams that, that they were at the beginning of the season. But, yeah, Texas did not look good that weekend, but they have gotten a lot of better, you know, whether it's for a couple lineup changes, a couple of the guys, uh, you know, they're starting – um, right fielder Doug, Douglas Hodo didn't play in that game. Their starting second baseman, um, you know, uh, um, didn't play in that game either. Mitchell Daly was a uh, true freshman, so they've had some different changes. Pete Hansen, who came out of the bullpen in that game, was coming off a COVID um, deal in the offseason, so he was working his way into form, and you know, now he's their number three with an Astros starter. Um, so this is just a different team than what you what you saw at the begin, beginning of the season. I'm sure. Um, if you're a Texas fan, you also know that the team, Mississippi State team that you saw is not the same team either, and they're probably much better, much more uh, into the season and uh, battle-tested than they were in February. When you look at the stats, just you know, on paper, these two teams are pretty similar. Uh, you know, I wouldn't call either of them a great hitting team, but they definitely hit the ball well. Pitching is definitely the strength for Mississippi State. It looks appears to be the same for Texas, the team ERA uh, under 2.89. We all know about Ty Madden and, and what he, he brings to the table, one of the best pitchers in America. What does the rest of that rotation look like? And, and, and you know, looking at, at them in the bullpen, especially, I guess, for Mississippi State, because we're just talking about a one-game deal here, you know, who, who are the first guys that are going to come in and, and if Madden can't, you know, go go deep? You know, like I just mentioned, Pete Hansen, who pitched an inning, I believe, in that uh, opener. Um, he's their number three. He was coming off... Um, some COVID issues in the offseason, so it kind of took him a while to get started. And he kind of came in the season. A lot of people thought he was going to be a well, this is going to be his only last year at Texas. So he made because he's a draft eligible second year guy, um, and that he may be a high draft pick. Kind of struggled at the beginning of the season, but really towards the end um, went from their midweek starter to their you know really solidifying the back end of their of their bullpen. And he's been a really good number three starter. I would suspect if um, Ty runs into trouble or if um, you know, they need a lefty that he'll play in the Mississippi State game just because of, you know, the, you know they 
off, you get in, he wouldn't have to start for another four days if Texas was fortunate enough to get that far. So I'd imagine he'd be one of the options out of the bullpen. Um, they've kind of settled on a couple, uh, a three freshmen and a, um, uh, I, I believe Colt Kinsey is a redshirt junior. He was on that 2018 team. Um, those are kind of the four arms they like to call out of their bullpen. Cole hit 98 a couple of weeks ago, so he kind of seems to be hitting his stride towards the end of the season. Um, Aaron Nixon is another um, arm out of their bullpen, a freshman, has had a really good season. Um, uh, Tanner Wick is going to maybe their Friday starter next year, has been uh, another option out of their bullpen. He's a guy that can give you two, three innings if, um, if you need them. And Lucas Gordon, another lefty option, um, another freshman, has been. Um, one other guy. So they kind of have three to four guys out of the bullpen. They do have the grad transfer in um, Palmer Wenzel, who may see some time if the game gets out of hand, or they need, may need one um, out if there's a matchup somewhere along the line. So, um, but yeah, Texas has kind of kept it, uh, you know, kept it pretty simple. They have three or four guys they like to call on, and if um, one of those guys pitches uh, one day, they'll turn to the next guy the next day. When I look at them from a hitting perspective, I see a team that I think can be successful in Omaha. They, obviously, they have the three guys in double-digit home runs, but six different guys in double digits with doubles, and that's what that park you know, really needs, guys who can drive the ball into the alleys. You know, you're not going to hit as many home runs up there. Do you think from a hitting perspective this Texas team is sort of set up to win in, in Omaha? Yeah, I mean, this Texas team, I'm sure, like many teams, has had its peaks and valleys. Um, we saw a valley in Arlington, and that's been a problem as uh, – kind of marred Texas at times during the season and kind of came propped up at the Big 12 tournament where, you know, sometimes they can get a little impatient. Sometimes they have some bad at-bats and the strikeouts can pile up. And I know David, when we talked to him the other day, um, the strikeouts was something he definitely kind of uh, mentioned um, concerned him just because of how uh, how good Mississippi State has been compiling, you know, however many the Bulldogs have with like 750 or something like that strikeouts this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's a concern um, for a team that has struggled uh, you know, getting the getting the bat on the ball, but you know, Texas is able to make contact, and they are able to get on base. They can wreck some havoc. They have those power guys in the middle, and then they just have some speed. They have some guys who can straight out fly. Um, Mike Antico, he's top, I believe, top three nationally in both walks and stolen bases right now. The grad transfer from St. John's, Eric Kennedy, who is um, swinging a hot stick, um, had a walk off double in one of their super regional games. But he's also a guy that can lay down a lay down a bunt and easily beat at the first base. He's has double digit on singles uh, in his career and he's uh, one of those guys where if he gets on first, you know, it's a very good chance he's taking second. So I mean they have some speed, they have some power. It's a nice plan. It's a matter of you know, if they can stay within themselves and make contact. If they don't, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise to see Texas, you know, have double digit strikeouts and that could be a problem if that if that happens. Interesting with the running game with Mississippi State. You know, Logan Tanner uh, has been one of the best catchers in the SEC in terms of throwing out runners, so that'll be a fun strength-on-strength matchup to watch. This team only lost 15 games all year, but 10 of those were away uh, from Austin. Now, obviously, three of them are in that, that opening weekend, but, but overall, the team has not played you know, great baseball outside of their home games. Is that a concern for you as they head on the road here? Um. Not really. I don't know what, what the uh, the draws are going to be um, in the home, Omaha. I'm sure Texas is going to have its fair share of uh, of fans at the game. Um, I don't know if uh, you know who's going to have more fans there uh, in Nebraska, Texas, or Mississippi State. Um, luckily for Texas, that this is both a you know I think a good thing and a bad thing. Um, and I'm sure the Bulldogs have to deal with the same thing. You know, it's a Sunday night game, but they got up there yesterday, so I mean they've had a while to kind of get acclimated to the climate, get used to their hotel rooms, kind of, you know, get, 
they're not just you know coming in there the day before and trying to adjust to a new a new setting. They're going to have a time to you know adjust the ballpark, all 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 that stuff. That they are, I don't know if they're actually allowed um, that much practice time on at, at the ballpark. But um, you know, I'm not really concerned since it is a neutral side game, and I'm sure you know Texas fans will travel. Um, but they played decently well when they went to TCU. Um, a couple weeks ago, and they, or a month or so ago, and they needed to, you know, win to stay in the Big Twelve, Big Twelve title hunt. They have had some slip ups, um, you know, at the end of you know some some series and stuff like that. But you know, that can happen if you you're playing three and you drop one. That's not the worst thing in the world that could happen. And then obviously there's that slip up um, to begin the season. So I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be too concerned about them, you know, feeling out of place since it is a neutral site game and Texas will travel. But uh, it. I'm sure they'd much rather the College World Series be being played at the Dish here in Austin, but you know they, they had to deal with the same thing that everyone else. You know, their problems are no different than anyone else this weekend. I mean, you know, Duty Noble holds you know fifteen thousand here in Starkville. I mean, we, we can get some big crowds down here if we want to go that route. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> look, and I know you guys love you guys love baseball down there in SEC country. Yeah, that's for, that's for sure. Um, is Texas a team? You know, let's let's play the game that Mississippi State wins this this first game. Is Texas a team that can get through the losers bracket? Yeah, I, mean, I think Texas has um, some depth, and you know, it all kind of comes down to pitching. Um, and Texas does have some depth. Um, Tristan Stevens, we didn't mention earlier, I think is a really good number two. Um, he's one of those guys that you know we may not be seeing ten years from now in the pros, but you know he's a great college pitcher. He's having a great season, and he's not going to be deterred or scared or anything like that. Like he's just a you know fifth year guy who's loving life and enjoying the fact that he gets to play for the team he grew up uh, you know rooting for and dreaming he could play for. So I mean he's. You kind of built for this moment, then you'd have, you know, you'd have the the Pete Hansen um, coming up, coming up in that third game, and then they have some other some other guys. You know, Colby Kubitschek was part of the rotation. He could throw some innings if they needed to. Um, you know, they could have a, bull, a bullpen game with some of those bullpen guys I mentioned. So I think they have the depth on their pitching staff to make it through the, uh, the losers bracket. But you know, I'm sure I'm sure they'd much rather go the, the route of the winners bracket because. Uh, that loser's bracket is absolutely no fun. Yeah, no question about that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Sunday night, 6 p.m. Uh, at TD Ameritrade, Mississippi State and Tech. is always fun. The two power programs get together. Should be a good game uh, for the two, two squads. Danny Davis from the Austin American Statesman. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate your time. No problem. Have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.